And so since you guys have been thugging it out, I think we should spend at least a few moments um, reading some scripture. And then, you know, we'll we'll get everybody back together. <laughs> um, we'll get the whole fam back together. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Um, man, I'm just, I'm all out of equilibrium right now. Um, babe, do you know where we are in our reading? I'm always reading through Proverbs, so. Okay. I'm going to pull it up here. Hold on. I got to pull up my stuff now. Give me one second, guys. Give me one second. All right. Let me pull up my notes. Let me pull up my notes. Let me pull up my text. Because, guys, I send text notes to you all. All right. So it looks like we're in Proverbs 18. Okay, look. There you go. Yeah. You guys are all. You guys are all. They're, they're, they're ahead of us, babe. They're doing better than we are. She can't hear me. She's in the other room. She can't even hear me. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're in Proverbs 18. So let, let, let's just spend a few moments um, to read uh, through the scripture. I'm inclined to just to just do it. Um, inclined to just spend some time in the word with you all. Um, if you are here for the first time, this is the read and rant. This is what we do. We spend uh, a few moments every morning reading scripture. Today, I just want to spend a couple moments reading through uh, Proverbs with you all. We've been journeying from Genesis all the way to Proverbs, spending half a Netflix episode a day on the word. And just that alone has allowed us to get through a huge portion of scripture. Those who've been journeying with us have seen the Bible in its totality from Genesis all the way to Proverbs. And that's one of my things is I want to just walk with you. And said, I just want to walk with you, journey with you through the reading of the scripture. Many of you have confessed that you have not read through the entire Bible. And I understand because it's, it's just a reality for many believers who just haven't read through the entire scripture. And yet I believe one of the most powerful things a believer can do is to just read through the Bible. Even if they don't understand everything they've read, that they just engage in the activity of just reading through the Bible. It is a life changer. It is a game changer, just the activity of reading. And so that's what I want to do with you. I want to journey with you in the reading of scripture. And so with that being said, um, we're going to just spend some time reading and then we're going to just reflect for a little bit. And then afterwards, you know, we'll call it a day and we'll be back again um, to read through scripture. So I'm glad you guys are here uh, journeying with me as we engage in the word. So I'd like for you guys to go ahead and turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18. And we're, as we read, we're prayerfully going through three questions. Is God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? That's the first question that we're, we're going to ask. The second question we're going to ask is, is God, what are you revealing concerning people? What are you revealing concerning people? And the third question I want you to ask as you prayerfully navigate through the scriptures today is, God, what are you revealing concerning me? God, what are you revealing concerning me? And so that's what we're going to pray. And what great place to ask these questions than in the book of Proverbs. And we'll be in Proverbs 18. So let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Even in this moment, Father, I thank you for, Lord, good news. I thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. I thank you that, Lord, you've given us the grace to endure today. Lord, I pray, even as we um, navigate through the word today, I pray that you would um, bless us, bless us with wisdom, with guidance, with knowledge, with understanding. Lead us, Lord, in your truth, for your word is truth. Lead us, Lord, in a way where we would see your heart, to know your will, so that we'd be able to discern you um, as you, Lord, reveal to us and pull out of us what needs to be pulled out of. And whatever it is, Father, convict us, correct us, um, Lord, conform us to your image. And we ask that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, and it says this, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. 
He rages against all the wise judgment. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. It is not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles and they go down into the inmost body. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The rich man's wealth is a strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty and before honor is humility. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? Mm. The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Mm. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Hmm. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor in the Lord. The poor man uses entreaties, and the rich man answers roughly. <laughs> a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It's a lot there. Proverbs 19. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than the one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge. And he sins who hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul, and he who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, and much less for a servant to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. Hmm. A king's wrath is like a roaring lion, but his favor is like the dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle worker will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment 
keeps his soul. But he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Hmm. And he will pay back what he has given. Wow. Chasten your son while there is hope. And do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment. For if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to the counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness. And a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer and the simple will become wary. Rebuke one who has understanding and he will discern knowledge. Hmm. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stay, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disrespectful witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers, and beatings for the backs of fools. Proverbs 20. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. (laughs) The wrath of a king is like a roaring lion, the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. (laughs) It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of the winter. He will beg during the harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? A righteous man walks in integrity and his children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Diverse weights and diverse measures, they are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds. Whether what he does is pure and right, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Hmm. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer. But when he has gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, and afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. Hmm. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Hmm. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. How then can a man understand his own way? 
It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy and afterward to reconsider his vows. A wise man sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Hmm. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of a young man is their strength, and the splendor of the old men is their gray hair. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. <laughs> Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Every man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Goodness gracious. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. Hmm. The way of a guilty man is perverse. But as for the pure, his work is right. Better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. The gift in secret pacifies anger and a bribe behind the back strong wrath. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. <laughs> the wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man squanders it. He who finds righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. The desire of a lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face. Mm, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Mm. Proverbs 22. 
A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the servant to the lender. Hmm. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fall. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor. Cast out the scoffer, and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. A lazy man says, there's a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. But the mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. Hmm. He who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches. And he who gives to the rich will come, surely come to poverty. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them with you. Let them be fixed upon your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you, have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make known to you the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Excuse me. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Do not go lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge. One of those who is surety for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings and he will not stand before unknown men. The word of God. I'm going to stop right there and I just want to share a few quick thoughts before we carry on with our day. Um, As I mentioned to you before, the book of Proverbs is, it's an underrated book. And I say that it's underrated in that you don't often see people go to Proverbs. You don't see people really reference Proverbs often. You don't see many sermons preached on Proverbs. Um, You don't really hear many people teach on Proverbs. And unfortunately, I don't see many people who really spend time to quote from the book of Proverbs. It's just not a book that people... uh, Really mention often. And yet, Proverbs is on a pragmatic, on a practical sense, the most, I, I would say, the most important book for a believer 
who's trying to understand how to practically live out their faith, how to walk in wisdom. Because to walk in wisdom is not simply just to walk in insight. To walk in wisdom is not simply to to walk in intelligence. To walk in wisdom is not to, to, to walk with some sort of elite knowledge. To walk in wisdom is to actually walk in revelation. Wisdom, as we talked about from the beginning of the book, wisdom is intelligent. Wisdom participated in the creation of the universe. I love that when Proverbs opens up and you read Proverbs, Proverbs is opening up first with what wisdom is, the origins of wisdom. And the books that follow it from Proverbs 10 on are how wisdom is manifest in the life of those who have wisdom. Wisdom is not a it, wisdom is not just a wealth of good information. I've said this before, and I'll say it one more time. Wisdom is revelation. Wisdom is applied revelation. Wisdom is when revelation is lived out. And yet what we've noticed is that in every sense, wisdom encompasses the very heart and morality of God, the heart and morality of God. You know, if you were to ask the question, you know, if God were a human being today, how would God live? (laughs) Of course, we know how God would live if God were a human being because we saw Jesus. And if you want to know how God lived when God was a human being, all you would need to do is just read through the Gospels. You could read through um, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you would know how God would live on earth if God was a human. As a matter of fact, when it says that he came and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth, he tabernacled with us, God dwelled with us and he lived as a human being ought to live. That even when the fullness of the God had dwelt in him bodily, he was wisdom embodied. He didn't just have wisdom. He was wisdom. Wisdom was who he was and he embodied wisdom. Wisdom and I want to make sure you hear me, family, on this. Wisdom is just is not just how to effectively live good lives. Wisdom is not just, oh, you know, I'm just going to learn how to be the best me that I can be. Wisdom is about the glory of Christ in your own life. Wisdom is not just these good tips that you just, you know, I'm just going to kind of just you know, hey, I heard this is good because the Bible said that this was good for me to do. No. Wisdom is about the heart, the character, the morality, the righteousness of God lived out through his people. Jesus was the embodiment of wisdom. I can't help but read this and see Jesus. I can't help but read this and not see Jesus. I can't help but read this and go, this is how Jesus lived. This is what Jesus defended. This is what, this is what Jesus did. If God were a human being, How would God live on earth? He would live like the book of Proverbs. So when people say, I want to be like Jesus. When people say, I want to live like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. I want to be Jesus on earth. 
Listen, you've got a guide to how Jesus lives. It's right here in the book of Proverbs. You don't need to go further than here because wisdom is Jesus personified. And so I find that we diminish and we we just don't spend enough time reading through Proverbs. And we don't spend enough time assessing the gravity, the weight of the book of Proverbs and what it means for our lives. We kind of just read through Proverbs like, wow, that's a good, that's a good advice. This is not advice. Let me say that one more time. That might be, that might be the title of this episode because we're going to put this on the Read and Rant podcast, okay? This is not advice. These are not suggestions for how to live. These are not just, you know, it's a good idea to live this way. This is, you want to be Jesus? Live this way. This is not, you know, well, you know, I mean, you could do this and it'll help you out and it'll be a better. No, this goes deeper than that. This is, hey, fam, you want to live like Jesus? This is what living like Jesus looks like. Boom. If you don't want to live like this, then the question that you have to ask is, is Christ in you? Now, here's the word of conviction, but here's the word of encouragement. Is we should also look at this text and we should also look at these things and say, we naturally won't do these things. We'll naturally do what the wicked does. Can we, can we look at that? And we're just going to talk, we're talking from the soul here. We're talking from the soul. We're, we're, We're speaking here. If we could just be real and honest with ourselves. I'm looking and I'm reading through this and what God is revealing to me is what the carnal man in Isaac naturally will do. The carnal man in Isaac naturally will cheat and lie. The carnal man in Isaac will take advantage of the disadvantaged. The carnal man in Isaac is going to want to do all these things. I look at the wicked man and I don't just go, hey, don't be like that guy. I look at him and I go, that guy was once in me. I don't know if anybody can testify to that and to admit that and to say, hey, I'm reading this right now and I'm not just pointing out what what is right and what is wrong, what is moral and immoral, what is just and unjust. I'm here to expose the fact that we read this and we have to look and say deep down inside, hold on a second. This is the man that I was born to be. This is what I was born with. Sorry, not born to be, but this is what I was born with. I was I was born like this. Just yesterday, I was. Um, it's funny. Uh, yesterday, since you know I'm out of town, we were waiting for our hotel room, and I'm sitting at the pool, and I'm I'm sure you guys saw it in my IG stories. You know me playing around with my busted toes. Um, you know, I got my feet in the pool and I'm vibing. Vanessa's sitting next to me and we're kind of just chilling and vibing and waiting for our room. And there are these two kids who are in the pool and, you know, they're swimming around. And and I noticed the young lady, she comes over like near me and she kind of, you know, she was doing something around me. Like she, I couldn't tell what she was doing, but and I wasn't really paying attention because I was too busy uh, participating in the game. What was that game called, babe? Whatever. It was, uh, it was like, uh, like guess the movie, right? Like they play a song and then you have to guess the movie. Anyway, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Anyway, what is, what was it called? Guess the Disney tune. That's what it was. Okay. So 
we're 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 participating in the game. So I'm all locked in the game. Okay, we're guessing Disney tunes, and so my feet are in the water, and it's a warm pool. It's amazing, and I'm sitting there, and the water's bubbling up, and I'm loving all of it. And you know, there's these two kids, and you know, the the little girl comes over to me, like she comes over, like literally almost between my legs. And she kind of vibes there for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, what's happening here? You know, and she's kind of chilling. And then afterwards she swims away and I'm like, okay, well, whatever that was, whatever it is, it is what it is. And so, you know, and so five minutes later, I look and I see another, her brother who's younger than her distraught. I mean, he's crying, he's upset and he's kind of swimming around and he's upset and I'm like, why is he, what, what's going on? Did they just get in a fight? You know, kids are kids. They'll be kids, you know? And I'm like, he's upset. I, I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden I see like this little like heart shaped, like, I don't know, styrofoam heart, some little purple heart shaped styrofoam. And so, and it's, you know, I noticed it between my legs. So I was like, well, what's this? And I kind of picked it up. It was a little tiny little heart shaped thing. And so I pick it up and he sees it and he goes, oh, there it is. And so he comes and he swims over and he's like, you know, and I gave it to him. I was, I was happy to give it to him. I was like, well, here you go. I'm glad I could solve your problem. And I didn't connect at that moment. The girl who five minutes ago was literally like nestled almost between my legs by the pool. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. And then he walks away and he's happy, you know, no, doesn't walk away. He swims away and he's all happy. And then all of a sudden she's upset. And she's like, oh, she's upset, all this stuff. And I realized, hold on a second. She came over to hide this little styrofoam heart between my legs. And I realized something is how even early on, how much sin, it's just who we are. Like we would go as far to think that creatively because sin, sin is stupid. I'll tell you that real quick. Sin is stupid, one. But man, sin is creative, right? Imagine she's got this heart and she's like, you know, I want this for myself. And so out of just thinking of her own selfishness, she chose not to enjoy it for herself. Pay very close attention. She chose not to enjoy the little styrofoam heart thing for herself because she knew that this was either hers or her brother's and they were fighting over it. Either way, she would prefer to not share it with him and just to withhold it from him. And she would go as far as going between the legs of a stranger to hide a styrofoam heart next to a big, fat, bearded black dude <laughs> and just stick it in there because sin will go that far. It's in us. It's in all of us. And of course, me thinking I'm solving the problem, I give it to her. She's now upset. They go into a full-blown fight. Mom finally shows up. Mom's like, give me the heart and takes it away. Now, neither, neither one of them gets to enjoy it. It's probably what I would have done too. And it really speaks into our hearts and what we are all like. We will choose a less fruitful life for ourselves as long as we feel like we are in control of the situation. As long as we feel like we are in control of the narrative. I had a parent who said to me one time, you know, I don't agree that, you know, that we were born sinful. And, you know, I said to him, I said, you must have never been a parent. <laughs> I don't agree that we were born in sin. And, you know, I said, I said, well, then um, when you have kids, come back to me with that one. If you, for any reason, believe that we were born into sin, you obviously have not parented children <laughs> because man, you can see it early. And so when I read this text, I see what we've naturally been born with. 
When I read through Proverbs, I see what we have a natural propensity towards. When I read through this text, I see all the things that they speak about concerning the wicked. And I see and I say, I say, this is, this is who I am. When I see the text speak about the lazy man, I look at it and I go, every part of me wants to be that guy. When I see in the text refusing to help those who are in need, I see that I have a natural propensity to be this guy. When I see that it says any fool will start a quarrel, I see that in me. Just look at sports fans. We like to fight for no reason. I love watching sports and watching fans. And I have this, this guilty pleasure where I watch YouTube's, uh, YouTube videos of like fans bickering and arguing with each other. I, I, I just love watching. I think it's one of the most hilarious things to see is people literally looking for a reason to argue and to fight because that is who we naturally are. This is who we naturally are. And I love that this text shows us in Proverbs who we naturally are in contrast to who Jesus is. Proverbs is about Christ. And I know I don't have time to break it all down today, and maybe we'll break it down more in in the next one. But there's this thing that keeps popping up over and over again in the text, and the Lord is working this in me, even as I speak to you. So he's working this out in me, but I just want to share because that's what we do. You guys are just enduring my rant, and you're seeing my process and how you know I, I, I spend time with the Lord. But I'm reading, and the one thing that keeps coming up is this contentious woman. Have you noticed that throughout this reading? Contentious woman, this contentious woman, this contentious woman, this contentious woman. And for many of us, we read about this contentious woman. We think that Solomon is speaking exclusively about a contentious woman or contentious women in general. Matter of fact, I've heard this part of the text being misused, misappropriated, misinterpreted, as if there aren't contentious men. There's contentious people. There's contentious, let me say it one more time, contentious people. And there's this thing that iterates over and over again, this contentious woman, this contentious woman, this woman who's contentious. And you say, well, this is a father writing to a son about a woman. And this woman keeps coming up. But then the text ends, you'll see later on, about a woman. And I realized that we often forget that this is more than just about a person or us individually, but that all of this is about Jesus. And I think we forget, this is the thing where we, we, we miss when we read this, is we look at it, we ask, am I the contentious woman? We look at it and go, can I be the person who's wise? We look at it and we go, is this what I ought to do? Not realizing that this is all about Christ. And that this is all about Jesus. This is not about just your living a life of morality, but that this is about Christ. And so we often then start doing this thing where we're like, you're talking about contentious women, but what about contentious men? And then we start having contentions among each other about who the contentious woman is. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to work this out in more detail in the next reading. Because this contentious woman is going to come up over and over again. And I invite you to think about this for a moment. Is, is the contentious woman a person? Or is a contentious woman a people? Because too many of us read it saying, well, son, read this text. Make sure you, you don't find one of them women. Because the Bible talks about one of them women. Hello. 
my brother, Jesus says, all scripture testifies of me. So if he's talking about the contentious woman somehow, he's talking about Jesus. This has something to do with Jesus. And maybe the contentious woman is it a woman or a type of woman, but rather a contentious woman is a people. Hmm. Isn't it funny how it almost seems random how the contentious woman comes up all throughout this text and we see all this stuff about this contentious woman, but it's like it randomly comes in. But when you noticed, He's talking about people. And then he reminds them that a house, better to dwell in the corner of a house stop than a, in a house shared with a contentious woman. Could it be that the contentious woman is the bride who Christ has come to redeem and to restore? Is it possible that the contentious woman is actually a nation and a people. And I know this is in Bible study. <laughs> and maybe we'll do this in a Bible study. You guys can go back. We may do one on this one as well. Right now, we're just doing a Bible study on the church. So right now, I'm just breaking down on a Bible study on the church on Patreon. If you want to, come join my Patreon. Catch the Bible study on the church. But I will give you a spoiler alert. The contentious woman is not a woman. The contentious woman is a nation. And the contentious woman that he keeps bringing up is this nation. And somehow, even though this woman is in contention, and there are contentions among them, injustice, violence, unrighteousness among them. That there's a husband, a bride, that comes to redeem this woman and calls this woman his bride. Dies on a cross, not just to save her, but he dies on a cross to marry her. Huh. So this before that, Jesus didn't die on the cross to save us. Jesus didn't come and die on the cross to save us from our sins. Jesus came to marry his people and died on the cross to save us so that he could marry us. Because wickedness, sin, and contention, and all these things got in the way. So he had to die to restore us. This image of this contentious woman we'll see in Hosea. This image of this idolatrous woman is Israel. He speaks of this. This is not about the morality of a woman. This is about the condition of a people. Christ came to save a people. And yet in Christ, we can be the rich who help the poor. We can be the ones who incline our ears to apply the knowledge of God. Wisdom is not just good advice. Wisdom is a life lived out in Christ. Father, I ask today, Lord, as we engage, I pray, Lord, that we would hear your words today and be convicted with the reality that, man, we read things and we're just trying to get our morality right. We're just trying to get it right. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's really what we're trying to do, God. We're just, we want to live right. And 
And sometimes we have some remnant of it, but how many times have we gotten it wrong? And yet often we read this and we can look at what we ought to do and not see what you have already done and what you've already accomplished and how now you accomplish it through us. So Father, today, well, let us be reminded of how contentious we have been, how contentious we are, the contentions that are among us and how you brought restoration to a contentious woman. Father, I ask even today, Lord, as we look at this, Lord, I pray that you would live out through us by the power of your spirit, that we would know wisdom, that we would know wisdom, have relationship with wisdom, and that wisdom would live through us. But bless us as we carry on with this day, that we return again to receive more from you. We ask that in your name we pray. Amen and amen. We'll be back. If you haven't yet, please, I implore you, get on my email list. The link is in the bio. I also implore you, text me, 954-231-1848. 954-231-1848. I encourage you guys to join my text list. Also, the Read and Rant podcast. Um, we, I believe we're past 80,000. We are marching towards 90,000 downloads, guys. It's being charted. That's amazing to see what the Lord has been doing through our just coming together just to read the word and just to rant, to read and rant. And I want to also thank my patrons. You guys have made all of this possible. And I can't wait to share some exciting news with you all. But it is, it is the patrons that have made all this possible. Yes, I made this episode available to you right away, but I know you don't support just to get the episode that we do here right away. I know you support the vision and what we're doing. And it's because of your generosity. It's because of your support that this is possible, that we can continue to do this. And so I want to thank you. Thank all my patrons. And we will be back next week to do Bible study together. But I'm just believing that God is doing something new. He's doing something incredible in this season. I look forward to sharing some things with you guys. I got some amazing news that I'm going to share with you all. Um, so be ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, but uh, I just ask that you guys keep us in prayer um, in this season. But I just want to encourage you, even if you can't become a patron, you can't support right now by becoming a patron, that's fine. Just make sure you join my email list and text me 954-231-1848 so we can stay connected.